Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite to Queen's Claim Your Career Crown podcast. I'm your host, Lynn, and today I am joined by an absolutely wonderful guest, Nancy Calbrissi. And today we're going to be talking about why no catapults you to an enthusiastic yes in time. So I want to tell you about Nancy because she is just phenomenal. She is passionate about properly executed pre-sales processes. Now, she is just singing to my choir. She's about engaging with prospects, uncovering their needs, and turning them into qualified leads. Her unique approach, positive attitude, and relentless attention to detail are derived from her recruiting experience. In 1991, Nancy founded Professionals Unlimited, Inc., specializing in insurance industry recruiting. She saw the need for better quality, highly specialized, qualified lead generation, and in 2011, created One-of-A-Kind Solutions, which was rebranded One-of-A-Kind Sales in 2018. So long history here and a wealth of knowledge and experience. Um, You know, Nancy employs a unique approach to solving problems using consultative selling. And Nancy, I am absolutely thrilled and so grateful to have you on the show today. Welcome. Oh, my goodness. This is going to be a lot of fun, Lynn. And uh, thank you for inviting me. Well, I know that WIS is going to be fabulous. And for those of you who are joining us for that very first time, make sure you don't miss a single episode by subscribing to Claim Your Career Crown wherever you get your podcast, your podcasts. Mm-hmm. And while we're talking about this, if you love the show, please share it with a friend, a peer, family member. And if you love it, give us that five-star review. Yep. We'd very much appreciate it. <laughs> All right. So Nancy, I think mm-hmm. that for our audience, it'd be really great. We I went through some of your backstory, but you know, when you're looking at the world of sales and and helping and serving others and really creating that impact, what inspired you to get started? What where was that? I mean, we've sort of alluded to that tipping point, but right. um, could you share some more? You know, I when I think back on my younger years, I was always told that I should go into sales, and sales to me was very scary. Um But I did know I had a knack of being able to speak to anyone, any stranger, anywhere, anytime. I was very comfortable in it. And so when I was in my early 30s, I took the plunge and became, I joined a recruiting firm. And what I learned, my biggest fear was I was never going to get job orders to fill the positions. And uh, interestingly enough, that became very easy for me. Uh, because I think the owners of the businesses uh, heard my um, genuine interest in trying to do the right thing. And at the end of the day, finding the right candidate was more challenging. So fast forward. um, Yeah, sales is in my blood. Uh, I find sales not to be that frightening term that many people refer to it as it's just merely having a conversation with a stranger. And if you study the art of communication, um, it, it makes it not only easy, but it's fun because everyone communicates differently. And that's what, you know, here at one of a kind sales, we get trained to do. So that's kind of my backstory. Um, why I got into this business 
was back in, I want to say 2008, one of my clients asked us to launch an inside sales department for their producers. They hated picking up the phone. And um, we had two and a half people do it. And in a year, we set 300 appointments. So I knew, I knew the skills that we had from recruiting were easily transferable into this business. And you know, then bingo, when that contract was up, I, I started one of a kind solutions. Yeah. All right. Well, that's fantastic. What a <laughs> phenomenal success. So, I mean, this really gets us into the root of the uh, conversation today of why mm-hmm. no catapults you to an enthusiastic yes in time. So right. let's sort of get started with that. Why? why? Why is no really the pathway to yes? Well, you know, sales is a no business. So you've got to go into selling anything, understanding that the no is not against you personally, but a no is there's no need. If you are in front of your right target audience, you're speaking with the decision makers that will ultimately decide, then you take a no just simply as a not now. You can't force someone to buy something if they're not ready. Do they have the budget? Do they have the time? Do they have the resources available? And they may not have it. So rather than take that as a personal affront, I look at it as, yes, that's going to be my yes down the road. And I I don't know about you, Lynn, but even in my recruiting days, I had relationships with people for 10 years and then I placed them. So it's ongoing having a follow-up system, uh, uh, professional, repeatable outreaches that will keep you top of mind and you will get that yes at the right time. That's my take yeah. on it. No, I absolutely agree because it, you know it's just no for not now. I mean, that's the key point and it isn't about you. It's not personally. Now, it can be that you haven't demonstrated the value. Um, that there's not a business need currently, or they're not in the right space to be able to do that. In some cases, you could be talking to the wrong person. So, you, you know, having doing that strategy in the first place, you are talking to the your ideal client avatar, to the decision maker. Um, that's key. So you're having the conversation with the right person. Otherwise, you're just flinging stuff against the wall. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, the thing is, is through those conversations, that is the p- beginning of a relationship. And what yeah. you just talked about is nurturing the relationship so that mm-hmm. you can guide them and that you are first in front in line when you con- consistently deliver value around, mm-hmm. you know, what they need, what they need, what they, what either what they want, what they need, what they're lacking, you know, right. why it matters to them so they can achieve what. And at some point in time, something changes and the, and it's like, oh, I just, yeah, I got to reach out. I'm going to call Nancy. I yep. need this. Yeah. And so that one of the key things is people think that if someone doesn't buy instantly, mm-hmm. um, that they just, it's like they move on, but that those actually are the weakest link in your chain. That's where you get churn as those people who say yes immediately, because they're always chasing the next shiny thing. Right. The, the, and the relationships that you build over time, they're the relationships that last. These are the people who become your champions. They yep. become your, your referral partners. Uh, mm-hmm. They buy more from you. They become repeat clients. So yep. um, I think as we dive into this, um, 
you know, how do you do this? How, what's, I mean, you talked about follow-up fortunes in the follow-up, but I'd love to hear about the process from that, you know, first, you know, let's put the, don't put the cart before the horse. I mean, making sure you've got, you're talking to the right person. Mm -hmm. And then the second part of the process of nurturing that relationship. Sure. Um, Like you said earlier, or maybe we said this offline, I'm a big believer in scripting, big believer in scripting everything that we do. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to get on the phone and you're going to read it because over a period of time, you're going to internalize it, right? We're all actors. Think about it. You know, an actor starts with the script for the movie and they fall into character. So we, we start with the scripting. And in our, what we do is we will pursue a lead for a four week period. And each week we have a a pre recorded voice message uh, that is, again, very professional. Now, in our world, we are a little ambiguous in our messaging because we want to get the uh, curiosity going. And then once we drop the voice message, then an email in, um, you know, written in a similar way is triggered. The next week, same leads come in the queue, but different messaging. And if by the time uh, we hit the fourth week, we haven't spoken with that decision maker, our last message is we do not want to be a pest. Obviously, ABC is not a priority. And then we will recycle that lead for 90 days. Um, that That's you know, how we get the, the the wheels moving. And, you know, during the course of a month, we're going to speak with people that just have no need or no interest. And mm-hmm. we believe if there's no pain, there's no sale. Yeah. You want to move on. You know, we teach get to the no quick. We don't want to chase after the maybes. The maybes are the killers, right? <laughs> and and in our conversation, when we do get someone like you, Lynn, on the phone, we want to make sure that you are indeed the decision maker. And if not, gee, who should I be speaking with, you know, that needs to be a part of this conversation? So um, that's another phase. And then obviously the goal is to get a decision maker on the phone that is truly experiencing the frustrations that our clients can solve. And then we go ahead and schedule the appointment. So that's month one. Month two, we have a different bunch of leads, same process. Month three, rinse and repeat. And then, as I said earlier, then you begin nurturing these leads, right? In month four, you're back in front of the group in month one. And a a big mistake I think uh, a lot of salespeople make is that they don't have that kind of system in place, you know, or if they get a no, they just don't follow up with them. They take it, you know, as a no. And so my recommendation for everyone out there is to have a system in place. And, you know, in our world, each year, we're going to be in front of those leads four times a year, each time for a four-week period. And then when we're not calling them, we will put them in a drip campaign, and we want to connect with them on LinkedIn. So, you know, we're we're continually pursuing the, I guess, the to earn the right to engage with them. So I don't know. Did that answer your question? Oh, absolutely. And I think yeah. that's that you mentioned a couple of key things. 
And the first thing about follow-up, I mean, it's absolutely so true. I mean, the stats around that are absolutely shocking. It's like Mm -hmm. over 46% of salespeople fail to make even a single follow-up attempt. Um, I mean, that it's just, it's absolutely atrocious. And actually by the fourth follow-up attempt, 98% have given up. Yeah. Uh, and and yet most sales occur after the fifth follow-up or more. And so it's really critical that you have that planned. Uh, and, yeah. and you're totally right. It's not personal. You, you got to remember, these people are busy. They're yeah. busy. They've got a lot of other things going on. And while this may be a pain point, it may not be the fire that they're trying to put out Correct. Um, right now. Uh, it, and, you know, all of us go through that in life, even, you know, all of a sudden something's like, I hadn't planned I needed to do this today. Now I have to do this. It's I got to rearrange, you know, or this week or this right. month, this has become a big initiative. Um, right. And so the help, keeping those things in perspective, it doesn't mean that that pain or the problem went away. But if you let it drop and you let it go away, then you right. won't be in the driver's seat when it comes back, bubbles back up. And all of a sudden it's the crisis you got because it. when you've been maintaining that contact and delivering value yep. that matters to them, you're not being a pest. Yep. That's when they, they respond. And, yeah. and so I, I think this is brilliant, Nancy, because the planning of this um, and taking that it's not me out of it. You know, there are some rare occasions where it's, yeah, what did you do? But but in most cases, that isn't. So um, I love the part about why turning a no into a yes is such a challenge. And in fact, I think it's even more urgent than ever that, um, uh, you know, salespeople, that entrepreneurs, business owners really get their arms around this. I mean, what's your take on that? Why is this so, so, such a challenge? And why is it? so urgent? Um, You know, it is urgent, but you also have to look at maintaining activity that will get you quicker to the yeses, okay? We here celebrate the no's because everyone has an average number of no's before they get to the yes. So it's like countdown. Okay, oh, bingo, it's going to be a yes. And I think it's a mindset also, Lynn, you know, going back to what I said, it's not personal. It's just really critical that you do the activity. And unfortunately, a lot of salespeople don't do the activity consistently. You know, if they yeah. make cold calls, they may make a couple, then not do it and then not do it. And in their mind, they, they're going to say it doesn't work. Well, yeah, it's not working because you're not doing it consistently. consistently. And that's what sales is all about, honestly, just owning up to day-to-day activities to get you through the day. And even if you didn't make a sale at the end of the day, you know, you did your job well. Yeah. That's my mindset towards it. Yeah. Well, you're definitely moving the needle. You're absolutely moving the needle forward. And Mm -hmm. I think one of the reasons why it's, it's even more urgent or such a challenge, you know, like right now is that, you know, when we have some economic uncertainty and that can delay, that's a totally outside force 
that's impacting decision making and could be delaying decision making on mm-hmm. the on on the on your from your client. So let me get that out. I can't even say it. So <laughs> and so recognizing that that no is a no for now, but consistently delivering the value and then also pivoting. You know, we always have to pivot the conversation so that it's answering because that is like if that's a, a you know, that's keeping them up at night then how are you weaving that into the conversation of why moving forward is more important than ever? And yeah, how yeah. is that going to be, help and serve them? But go ahead, yeah. Nancy. Well, you know, uh, and sorry about jumping in. So we, um, I'm, I'm a very big fan of Sandler sales training. And each and every week, you know, I and some of my team members sit through it. And the topic today was called the pain funnel, right? So what we want to do when we get somebody on the phone is we identify who we are, we try to sound a little different, we rattle off the pain points, and then we ask, gee, are any of these relevant? And then we shut up because we want to hear their response. And when they do respond, yes, we ask which one. And then through the pain funnel, gee, my goodness, tell me more. You know, how long has this been going on? How what have you done to try to correct it? Is this keeping you up at night? And then, you know, the, the million dollar question is, um, you know, are do you think by not doing something, you might be leaving money on the table? A lot of salespeople are afraid to ask that. But yeah. what we're doing in that process, we're qualifying the prospect at the same time, because right. if they're truly not in any pain, or I usually ask them to rank one to 10, where do you rank yourself? If they're not an eight, nine, or a 10, then I know they're probably not going to make a decision today. And I'll be honest with them about it. And then we just, you know, shake hands, part friends, and always ask for a referral. Always ask for a referral. So um, I, I might have gotten sidetracked now because I don't even remember the question that you asked me. <laughs> but um, I think the importance of having scripted questions that are part of your head make the story about them. It's all about them. Um, You know, you show empathy, uh, you show, and you want to create emotion in the conversation so that they're feeling the dagger and the dagger is getting twisted internally. So, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it is, it's, Perception equals truth, and it's about the client or the prospect's perception. Correct. And so, it, it you know, you have to get out of your own way, um, mm-hmm. and, and that's so critical. So, um, you know, we talked about a few things that hold people back. I loved the idea that somebody wouldn't say, well, is this keeping you up at night or is this mm-hmm. causing you to leave money on the table? Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, having a monetizable pain uh, and being able to translate that uh, mm-hmm. in that way is really important. But, um, you know, what other things have come to, you know, that you are fully aware of that will hold people back um, and why this getting going from a no and getting it to a yes is such a blind spot? A lot of, uh, a lot of times people are reluctant to pull the trigger in a cold call campaign because they've heard so many times it doesn't work, or they have worked with another organization and didn't get results. 
Um, I my fear for people, business owners, is they set unrealistic expectations. This part of a marketing channel, the cold calling outreach, is not a silver bullet. It should be used in combination with other channels. Um, and I think what holds people back is simply they're, they're more apt to try the marketing channel, the email channel, the LinkedIn channel, because they received cold calls in the past that were horrible. Yeah. And they probably were because they weren't well-trained or they weren't well-scripted. So uh, that's a challenge that we do face in our industry. Uh, and that uh, that would be something that would hold them back initially. But by the persistence, uh, persistent follow-up, they they turn around. You know, they turn the corner and they say, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot. They also... This is what also, um, I think, holds companies back. Um, well, how many appointments are you going to get for me? We don't know. If I knew that, I would not be sitting here right now. I'd be owning an island in Tahiti, you know? <laughs> it varies. It depends on who you're trying to reach, how large the organization is, what is the quality of the lead list, right? How many gatekeepers do we have to get to? Uh, to get to that decision maker. And unfortunately, because they're, um, people are impatient, impatient, they want to see immediate results. What I uh, liken us to is, you know, just think about you're hiring us as producers. And day one out of the gate, you should be judging them based on the activity not the closed deals in the beginning. And it usually takes six to nine months for an experienced producer to really get their mojo going. So yeah. those are the, um, that's what I see as major holdups. They want to try everything else, but have a human conversation. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think they're the flip side of that, pro, you know, when we're talking about business owners, entrepreneurs, salespeople in general, is that um, that that know that they need the resilience to recognize it for what it is, that it's a no for now. Right. And that I loved what you said that, oh, you're, it's a countdown. And that means that I'm getting closer to the yes. Yeah. Uh, but that mindset um, is can be really hard. It, it wears down on you. Well, I've tried a couple of times and I got, you know, I got goose eggs, but it's also looking at how are you reaching out and are you using different methods? Are you leading with value? Are you leading with something that's going to really attract their emotions or motivations? And, mm -hmm. you know, when you weave those things in um, and you've actually strategically planned that outreach and then transitioning to follow-up, mm -hmm. I think that that is, it's, it really provides you with more confidence and assurance so that you can do the countdown because you yep. you have such a highly trained team that they can go, oh, gosh, I'm this much closer to my yes. You know? Right. And yep. so that is really a critical, a critical piece. So um, I'm going to ask you, what should listeners do next about turning a no into a yes? So because everyone's been listening and they're going yep. like, you know, is there a magic bullet? Well, no. But what 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 could should they put in place? Well, I go back to I think. We we have greatly benefited by ongoing training, sales training. I can't minimize uh, how 
important training is to even senior uh, sales reps. Uh, you learn so much when you're in a group setting and you hear other stories and other techniques. And, you know, you, you hear somebody that uses this and, and then you say to yourself, oh my God, I've forgotten about that. I'm going to put that back. You know, um, I have a little uh, sticky board on the side of my monitor to remind me, to, you know, to say things. So um, I think sales training and ongoing training and coaching, like what you do, is so critical to somebody's sustainability in sales and happiness in sales. You know, at the end of the day, it should be fun. It should yeah. be fun. It's kind of like that game, a puzzle. You're putting together pieces to the puzzle. So if you want to you know, really sharpen your skills, get involved in some kind of ongoing training and coaching, um, sharpen them up, learn each week. And, you know, even take one little thing that you learn each week and test it out, yeah. test it out to see how it works. And I promise if you really invest in yourself that yeah. way, the nose will be a blip. You, you, you won't even, you know, be... Uh, you might like second guess yourself that how, what could I have done differently to get them to that? Yes. But the timing isn't right. So you move on. You don't hang on. Yeah. That's um, my advice. That's brilliant. Thank you so much, Nancy. Mm -hmm. So one last question, is there anything you wish that I had asked you today? <laughs> you didn't prep me for that. Um, yeah. How can my, your people reach me? Okay. <laughs> well, of course I'm gonna. <laughs> That's a given. Um, yeah, of course. But no, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, now you've asked me some really good questions around what we've discussed. I think another, maybe uh, a question could have been, where does patience come into this? Yeah. It. it yeah. I. I. I want to emphasize, sales is a process of building activities, you're building blocks. And if you do the right activities, you will be successful. Um, and finally, make sure you're working in um, a culture that is suited for your style of communication. I think that's also important. You know, if you have um, senior level managers that are just like, you know, bugging you each and every day about your numbers. Personally, I couldn't live like that. So you want to be in a, in a culture that, you know, encourages you, helps you to grow and really infuses laughter during the day. <laughs> oh. Celebrates your successes. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, mm -hmm. beautiful. Thank you so much, Nancy. And thank you for sharing why no catapults you to an enthusiastic enthusiastic yes in time <laughs> and uh, so now it's your turn and I I know that our audience is going to want to learn more about you and where mm -hmm. they can find and connect with you Nancy yep sure um well you can go to my website which is oneofakindsales.com one is spelled out uh you can find me on LinkedIn Nancy Calabrese C-A-L-A-B-R-E-S-E -E. um and you could also call me at 908 879-1322. And I'd love to hear from you after all I had to say about picking up the phone and making that call.
Right. Absolutely. Sales, pick up the phone. Um, So all of Nancy's links will be down below. She's one click away. Um, And thank you, Nancy. This has been such an informative discussion. And thank you for everyone who tuned in. Um, If you have any ideas that you'd like to share, we love hearing from you. So you can leave us a comment down below. Or if you have a specific question or would like to suggest a topic for discussion, you can email us at jointheconversation at petitequeen.com and to stay current on all of our insightful advice our breakthrough advantages never miss an episode of claim your career crown sign up for our weekly wisdoms newsletter at petitequeen.com and thank you again for everyone who tuned in and nancy thank you for so much great advice Um, there were so many golden nuggets in this episode i think people are going to have to listen to it two or three times All right, go listen to it, folks. (laughs) It was fun. 